Lions and Bills and Chargers, oh my. Some of the top teams in the NFL choked away their chance at a win in week seven. What's the aftermath look like following their crushing defeats? Colts and Browns. Can the NFL truly tell us what constitutes pass interference? Oh, Bucks McGee, you spoke another little something into existence this week. Looks like Najee Harris found pay dirt finally. Can we expect more to come from Pittsburgh's bell cow back? After the Bears and the Raiders go at it, who truly is the Prince of Chicago? Tyson Badgett or Justin Fields? All that and more as Sunday Scaries with Bucks McGee wraps up the chaos and aftermath of Week 7. Oh man, week seven. I think I'm about to hear possibly one of the greatest rants in all of NFL podcast history. Uh, where do I start? Where do I start? Where? Wait, before, be- start? before you start, I just want to say hello to everybody. If you have children, please put them in another room because the next five to seven minutes may not be for them. Yes. I'll cover your children's ear, uh, precious ears. <laughs> yes, yes, you may want to because this is gonna be a hot one. <laughs> no, maybe the floor is yours. You know, if it wasn't bad enough, having three injury scares in a four or five week span, and then watching my quarterback go through a oh, season-ending surgery uh, after all that drama from Jonathan Taylor's contract. And then watching, of course, them in person absolutely do not show, do not even bother to show up against Jacksonville. It couldn't, what What more could happen to this Indianapolis Colts team? Oh, I know, a pass interference call. When we've got the game won, when the ball is three yards, three to four yards over the receiver's head in the back of the end zone. That is not a pass interference, that is textbook uncatchable ball why nfl why the nfl loves indy man whoa this one is gonna be this is gonna be a teaching moment this game in the last five minutes they're gonna use this as teaching film for what not to do as an nfl referee yeah (laughs) like ed you know what's I would have been – what I would have been okay with is the, the fumble. I would have been okay with that being called back because they ruled empty hand going forward. I thought it was very borderline. I thought it could have been overturned just for that. But no, because this this is so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me something to stop myself from jumping off a bridge tonight. <laughs> I don't think there is, honestly. Um, maybe if it was Deshaun, maybe, but yeah. it was it was PJ, the immortal PJ Walker, who just came in and you know, wow. Like I don't even have words. I, I wow. I, I, I just don't get it. Yes, you know, there was some grabbing on the jersey just before the ball sailed eight miles high and 40 yards deep. 
All right, I, I get that. And that's what it looked like they based the call on. But there was no way he was catching that. Even if he caught it, he was over by the security guard. There was it, it didn't yeah. affect the there was no way that it there was no play whatsoever. No reason to make that call. I can't I can't even say he would have landed in white. I think he would have landed in a cameraman's lap. <laughs> and it just seemed like literally every every other play, flag, flag, flag. It was like they wanted Cleveland to win. Yeah. I don't know what your I'm owner right. did. I don't know what Jim Mersey did, but they came after you guys that last five minutes, and they were like, there's no way you're winning this game. No way. Maybe they didn't like the uniforms. Maybe. I like the help. I maybe like the the Indi- yeah, maybe the Indie Knights just didn't just didn't vibe with the NFL for some reason, I guess. Yeah, and so <laughs> instead of just slapping a fine or something, they said, no, you just lose the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I don't know, man. Cause Gar, cause uncle Rico, man, he balled out. Uncle he, Rico balled out. He did. I wish that was the uncle Rico we saw in person last week, which makes <laughs> no sense. <laughs> yeah. That probably would have helped a lot, but, and it was against a better defense, which, which boggles the mind. Yeah. But I, I don't know if you take anything from that. i not at all. You know, Watson goes out, you know, they check. And the funny part is they check him. They say he's good to go back into the game. Never goes back. Just like just, that. Just like that 11 a.m. on Sunday. Oh, uh, by the way, I'm not playing. <laughs> they're like, all right, you played like you, you played. It's good. Sit down. We want to win the game. So then let's put in PJ. Did they think it was baseball where you after you pull a pitcher, they're done for the day? <laughs> I don't know what it was. It's just very interesting to me. That that part is very interesting to me. But overall, I don't have an answer for you, man. I really I'm, don't. I'm trying to laugh myself delirious just to make myself feel better. I don't think you have a choice. You have to. Because <laughs> that, that was just straight ridiculous. And let's say you end up one game out of the playoffs this year. This is the game. Thanks, NFL. The game we busted our busted our tails to come back in. Yep. Just snatched away from us no, for no reason. No reason. And it was the Browns. Not even not the Chiefs. Not the Patriots. Uh, I mean, obviously not the Patriots this year, but you know, historically. Not the Steelers. <laughs> but nope. Cleveland Browns. Your, your Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Yeah. The NFL wants that wants that mess in the playoff. The quarterback can't quarterback can't even play. Quarterback doesn't even want to play. Sure. Have fun. Have fun with that, Goodell. Good job. Are you happy, Bucks McGee? Now I hate Roger Goodell just like you hate Roger Goodell. <laughs> Told you, you know, one you didn't want to listen to me. You you never wanted to listen to me. Now I'm telling you, welcome on the train, my friend. Welcome well, aboard. Well, let's move on before my blood pressure gets too high. Um, <laughs> we talked my team. Now let's talk your team. Tampa hat. Tampa was in a bit of a dogfight, a lot closer game than I expected from Atlanta. Now Atlanta, we know, mm-hmm. has a decent defense. Mm-hmm. They have a great running game. The, the issue with them is Desmond Ritter, and is he like a real NFL starting quarterback? So, but Desmond Ritter kind of balled out today. He's got a couple touchdowns on the ground. Kind of made, kind of made uh, Desmond Ritter look a little like old school Michael Vick almost. Um, and the consistent theme of this game, like your other two losses, he couldn't run the ball. So, what happened in this game? Why did Young Hoku? And the Atlanta Falcons rise to prominence over Tampa Bay. 
At the end of the day, you said it just couldn't run the ball. Let's just be honest. Um, in the NFL, you have to be able to run the ball. You got to be able to run the ball more than than three yards a carry. It just has to happen, and we can't do that. I don't know what what Tampa's issue is. That offensive line is better than it was last year. It just can't run the ball. I don't know if White just just wants to dance in the backfield. He's just hesitant to hit the hit the holes. I don't get it. Uh, but yeah, that's all. That's what it was. It was the run game. Uh, if you look at this game, um, when we actually were able to run the ball a little bit, we were able to move the ball. But, you know, you're sitting there and you're getting one yard, half a yard, getting blown back. No quarterback's going to be able to overcome that. So our defense played extremely well. Um, again, Antoine Winfield saved the touchdown. Uh, our defense balled out, just can't run the ball. So I really think this trade deadline, Tampa really needs to look and figure something out. They're guys that are still out there. You know, if Lenny's willing to come back, bring back Lenny, you know, see what happens. But right now, White isn't looking to be to be the answer. And, you know, I'm in chats and I'm looking at things and other fans and everyone, it's the same thing. The run game is the issue here. And until the run game is a little more consistent, you're going to have these games. Yeah, surprisingly enough, nobody wants playoff Lenny. <laughs> you know, there was rumor about him possibly going to um, visiting Buffalo, but it never never happened. I don't know if it's still going to happen, but you know, who uh, knows? You know, maybe maybe Derrick Henry ends up on the block. There's been some whispers of that. So yeah, well, <laughs> uh, I don't know if he. We'll get to them in a minute, but I don't know if he wants to go to Buffalo right now. <laughs> um, yeah. Nah. Do you think – now, Rashad White did have near or at 100 all-purpose yards. He did get a lot of passing yards a game. Is it just – but is it – despite that, is it time to just cut the corner and move on from him? Well, see, I think he's better as a receiving back. Um, if you watch the game, um, he a lot of those yards were, were, were receptions. He's able – it just seems like he's better once he catches the ball – in space and he can create he just looks better to me that way so i don't think you have to cut but i think you need to find yourself a back that can really you know just hit the hole hard and the banger you know they have uh this young kid tucker from syracuse who really hasn't gotten much time he could spell that possibly if he gets the time you got to see what you've got uh, but if you're not going to do that see what you can find out there on the market. You know, there's guys looking for jobs. If you really feel that this team is a playoff team and can win now, then you're going to do that because white is just not the answer. And, you know, people are dumping on the offensive line. The offensive line has been somewhat solid. Baker's been the least sacked quarterback this year. If you look at it, what it was last year, Brady was running for his life. Yeah. So I think, really feel that they've really got to look maybe somewhere else for that bruising back and keep white in, you know, as a receiving back. Yeah. Uh, uh, hey, you know what? Maybe you could play, pl pluck Derrick Henry off the tight ends. It's, it's not exactly, uh, he's not exactly being used like we are used to seeing Derrick Henry being used. <laughs> hey, if they'll, if they'll take a third or a fourth or a third and a fourth or something, then hey, why not? You take the shot. Yeah. Uh, and full rebuild, rebuild mode. I don't know why they wouldn't want to do that. Um, but moving <laughs> moving on to some other some other games that are a little bit embarrassing. 
Holy choke, Batman. <laughs> These I, I don't know where to start with this. <laughs> at least at least I don't have at least I don't have any, any skin in the game with these. <laughs> so uh you we you've heard of Bloody Sunday. You've heard of Black Monday. We're yes. gonna call this week seven, October twenty second, twenty twenty three of the NFL week of the NFL season. Mm -hmm. Disappointment Sunday. <laughs> oh, yes. And let's bring on the disappointments. Uh, the first one we're going to take to the woodshed is the Detroit Lions. I'm not even sure they got on the plane to go down to Baltimore this weekend. Hold one moment before you go any further. Um, I first, though, would like to apologize to all Baltimore Ravens fans, at least for this week. At least for one uh, week. Yes. At least for one week, I did say that, you know, you guys were going to be the Baltimore of old and not be able to do anything. And lo and behold, I have been I have been corrected by the almighty great Lamar Jackson. So I apologize as we will discuss now the greatness that he showed us today. Now may continue. <laughs> Well, let's stick with Lamar Jackson because if this was if we saw this Lamar Jackson the previous six weeks, he would definitely be on pace for that five thousand yard season. He threw for three fifty seven today, three touchdowns through the air, one touchdown on the ground. So it wasn't even necessarily vintage Lamar. This was like the Lamar that everyone's been preaching him to be in his career to this point. This was the MVP Lamar. <laughs> this was the hope and pray list Lamar will show and. <laughs> And it's crazy that it happened against uh, the Detroit Lions, who I sang their praises and said that they were probably in that elite tier and made me look like a fool. So, again, I'm sorry, Baltimore. Detroit, I can't handle you right now. You're on the hook, Detroit. <laughs> can't believe it. Um, I, I, I have no idea what happened. Literally, it's like the light switch went on and everything that could go right for Baltimore did. Yeah, like it was Mark, Mark Andrews got involved. I know another fantasy disappointment this year. Got sixty <laughs> yards and two touchdowns. Looking like the Mark Andrews, the, the rivaling Travis Kelsey for best tight end in the league. Mark Andrews, because it is National Tight End Day. Let's not forget yeah, that it is National Tight End Day. <laughs> so, I like I said, all of a sudden it's like for at least one week the Ravens said, "All right." Let's show the people what we've got, and they did it against the Lions. Now, next week, they could just end up putting up 15 points and somehow pulling it out, but they were they were legit this week. Very, I can't really pick anything that went wrong. They were just solid. Yeah, it seems like every receiver Lamar threw to got loose in the in the defensive backfield, found, found pay dirt. Gus Edwards looked good. Justice Hill looked good. Uh, this, this kid, some Mitchell, something Mitchell. They're supposed to be the fastest player on Baltimore's team. He looked. He had a couple plays where he looked like he busted out. Everything on this Baltimore team today just looked really good. And the Lions, where's the soul searching begin? I mean, obviously, I'd say defensively they got spanked by thirty plus points, but the offense didn't really show up either. I mean, obviously they're missing Montgomery. Uh, Gibbs Gibbs didn't really show up. Uh, Amon Ron Amon Brown took him at least half the game to even catch a ball, let alone get going. Um, mm -hmm. So, I mean, where's – I mean, we talk, you talked about this in the pregame. You said 
what's going to happen when a lot of the burden falls on Jared Goff's shoulders. So what's who's taking the blame here? This defense that got absolutely shredded or this offense that just Goff had nowhere to go with the ball? I, a bit of both. <laughs> you could sit there and blame <laughs> – you can sit there and blame everybody. You can sit there and say, "All right, well, you know, could run the ball." Believe me, I know how that feels. You could blame sure. it on you could blame it on golf and be like, "Wow, you know, can't can't throw the ball." Um, I think everyone is so enamored with Detroit that you know, I don't think you need to get whooped every once in a while to kind of bring you back down to reality, you know. And this was Detroit's game. Like, I kind of think maybe they were like, oh, this is the way it's supposed to be. Everybody loves us. We're five and one. Here we are. And sometimes you look, maybe you looked a little far ahead and thought that maybe Baltimore wasn't good. And Baltimore said, uh, don't forget us. You know, we do have Lamar and we've got some talent here and you got smacked. So, yeah. So now the question is, is, how how important is Montgomery to this offense? Yeah. You yeah. know, because now you really need to start using Gibbs more. You know, I think this is a partially a product of not using Gibbs as much as you much as you you have so far this season. Yeah, he's not ready to be a workhorse back. Cause... No. If, yeah, cuz you know Montgomery was literally running straight into defenses for three touchdown games and everybody was living life and everyone should know that a running back can't do that because he's going to get hurt, as we've seen. You know, I think Detroit probably would have been better using Gibbs more as a receiving back, which I think he's at his best throughout these games. And all of a sudden he comes back from injury and you're like, all right, here you go. You're the man now. He he hasn't had the – I don't think he's had the reps. So, you know, maybe Detroit needed to get a little, a little, you know, smacked around a bit. And now we'll see what they bring next week. Yeah, I, I think this is one of those games for Detroit where you're just like, all right, here's the game tape, throw it in the trash. Um, and mm-hmm. I think if there's one silver lining to take out, is the fact that your division is just so bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're, you dropped the five and two, you're still two and a half games at first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, well, look what division we're in. Okay, let's not rest too well, but okay. We got, you know, a loss, we'll move on. Yeah. Uh, speaking of a loss, the next uh, embarrassment of this disappointment Sunday, oh, is a team you love, is a team you historically love to make fun of, and that is the Buffalo Bills. They fit. Oh, Buffalo! Buffalo Bills Mafia, I'm sure, uh, is regretting breaking a lot of tables today. They went down to their house of horrors, Foxborough, uh, played the Patriots, the dreadful Patriots this year. Fell in a twenty-two to ten hole, absolutely unforgivable for this Patriots team and this 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 Buffalo, not this Buffalo team, but this Buffalo era, the Josh Allen era, absolutely, ab- absolutely dreadful, inexcusable as far as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, they did run this all the way back and take a lead. Bucks McGee, this was one of the your, the games you had today. What happened? <laughs> oh yes, yes, so. The mighty Buffalo Bills, as, you know, many people have still hung their hats on for this year. You know, go down 22-10, making Matt Jones look unbelievable. You're like, whoa, who's this guy? Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden, Buffalo kind of, you know, Buffalo gains some traction, comes 
storming back, and you're like, all right, there we go. There's Buffalo. Buffalo. You know, Buffalo. Buffalo's got it together. You know, the magic for three quarters in New England is over. The world is somewhat right. <laughs> Incorrect. Lo and behold, <laughs> lo and behold, the Buffalo defense felt that Mac Jones needed one more great drive to solidify his history in New England. And there you go, folks. New England knocks off Buffalo. Ironically enough, the two quarterback, the two team, the two defenses to make Mac Jones actually look like a reputable starting NFL quarterback, the New York Jets. And the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> the AFC East making Mac Jones look good. Uh, um, for, for, fortunately, Tua still did, did his thing even though they didn't score 40. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is true. Uh, plus, you know, this, this Patriots win gives Belichick his 300th win. Oh. So, yeah, a little bit of history uh-huh. right there. You gives him number 300. That I wish I known that going in. That was the fix right there. That was the fix right there. <laughs> that was the fix. <laughs> um, Buffalo's a fraud. I'm gonna say it right here. Buffalo is fraud. Um, I think this team, this team's window is closed. Uh, I think I think they're yeah they're maybe a ten win team, maybe eleven at best, but they'll be a one and done if they make the playoffs. I don't. I think they're fraud. I think Josh Allen tries to do way too much. Um, again, he's had turnovers. He's had at least eight. He's had eighty-eight turnovers in the last, like, I believe, four years, and it's the most in the league. It's unbelievable. Um, that that they, blew my mind too, actually. You know, but it doesn't surprise me because if you really think about it, the way he plays, red zone turnovers. There's yeah. always that play, one or two plays where, you know, he'll cough the ball up because he tries to do too much. But because the last few years they've been able to overcome that and score, it's kind of like, okay, we'll put that to the side. It's red alert right now. I'm sorry to tell you, but Buffalo, you guys are in some trouble. Yeah, the, the way this season's gone, the way the last the way the last two weeks really have gone, where you almost lost to the pitiful Giants. And yeah. then, and then uh, today, uh, uh, Sunday, this week, week seven, they're have they get down this huge hole, come all the way back, and then choke it away. I would not be surprised the least if we get to week eighteen, the rematch with the Dolphins. The Dolphins absolutely drop a turd burger on them, and they break this Bills team up. Like D- Diggs, Diggs throws a hissy fit, gets himself shipped out of town. Josh Allen's all PO'd and. Who knows what happens to him too? Because at that point, it, the way the season's gone, like you said, the windows closed. They need to blow this up immediately. <laughs> Honestly, if you look at the record, I believe the Steelers are four and two now, so I believe they they have a better record. So now all of a sudden, the whole oh, you know, they still they still run the AFC East. That that's a wrap. That's no, no, that's a joke. So now you're sitting there, what, clinging the second, even though New England's two and five, and you know the Jets or whatever. If those teams get on some play five hundred ball, they're catching up. Yeah, there's no way you could look at Buffalo and say, "Oh, they're going to go on a four or five game tear," and all of a sudden, there you go, they're they're back. I just don't feel this team is strong enough. They've had injuries, but I just don't feel offensively they are there. And yeah, they're fraud. 
Yeah, they knocked me out of my Survivor League this this week, so I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm all on the dump on Buffalo train. <laughs> you, that's what happens when you bet bet against Belichick. He'll take you out. Oh, oh, oh! Now all of a sudden you sing Belichick's praises again. <laughs> when, it comes to, when it comes to you, he'll take you out. You know better than that. You know better than that, Chase. Yeah. You should have said, "Nah, don't do it. Don't do it." Uh, another potentially don't do it. Our third disappointment of the week. Uh, I, here's another team that now this team is still fairly young, so they won't be blown up. But it's not going to be too much longer before the horns start blaring to blow up this the Los Angeles Chargers. They they had this they had this fun little shoot it out second quarter with Kansas City. That second half took over, and the Chiefs took care of business. Travis Kelsey was an animal. I don't know if he missed. I don't think he missed a single target all game. Twelve catches, almost just shy of 180 yards. Found Pater. No, he did drop one. He did, oh, drop, he did drop one. one. Okay, so they showed him. They showed him pounding the ground, and then of course they had to show Taylor. And I'm like, whatever. I'm going to the bathroom or something. I don't have time for this. I mean, Taylor's definitely wifed up by the Trav now because she's wearing your your typical lay at home eating potato chip sweatshirt. It's like it's like she like she she got her own special account on NFLshop.com and they're just giving her stuff like for real, man. Like I'm so over it. Like when they did the little handshake, him and Patrick's wife. I'm like, this is too much. I'm done. I'm done with this. Um, the stats at halftime were funny because they were like, wow, you know, two quarterbacks throwing for no, what did they say, like 400 plus yards in a half. Well, that was great because Patrick had like 320 and freaking what's himself. <laughs> and, and yeah, and Herbert had 150. Like, really? Like, let's let's be realistic here. Um, it's because the Chargers were that bad that Mahomes looked good. I'm sorry to tell you. They made it sound like Mahomes had this epic game and it was like incredible. And the Chargers are horrible. They're frauds too. Big time let's, frauds. Let's be realistic. They need a new voice in that locker room. I'm sorry to tell you, it's time. Charger fans, you need to get a petition. I don't care what you got to do. It's time to get your coach out of there. They're just, they just don't have it. Like, I don't know how many third and longs that you can allow Patrick Mahomes to literally run up the middle of the field and there's no one around. He does it every week. You're telling me that you don't know how this goes. It's like the same movie watching over and over and over. Like, let's be realistic here. The Chargers have all this talent, and you guys still can't get it right. You paid you paid Herbert all that money. You've got all these weapons on offense. Your defense is solid, but yet you just can't figure it out. It's time for a new coach. It's horrible. They're not winning the division. I don't even know if they're going to make the playoffs. That division – when they showed the graphic, man, that division is horrible. They make the AFC East look freaking terrific. Like, it's horrible. Yeah, and like you said, the, the Chargers couldn't stop a nosebleed all day. For the first half, neither could the Chiefs. You're thinking this is going to be a high-scoring showdown. Last team with the ball wins. And the second half, they just didn't even show up. No, and it was like, the, it, yeah, because you're sitting there and you're like, okay, so they're down by one score and a half. You're like, all right. But it's been a shootout, so they're going to score. It's going to go. Yeah. It was like, all right, where did the offense go? Chris Jones was living in the backfield. <laughs> you know, and 
Like the Chiefs, yeah, they were moving the ball, but it wasn't like they put up another 20 points. But they didn't have to because the freaking Chargers are inept and can't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> they couldn't run the ball the second half. Eckler was in and out of the lineup, so he's probably hurt again. Kelly all of a sudden shows up and wants to score a touchdown. It's like, wow, what happened to that when, you know, Eckler was out for three weeks? Couldn't do that. So I think they just – they do. They need a new coach. Like, it's just not working out, and it's just going to get worse. So much for the AFC West being the toughest in football. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, we were like, oh, man, all those teams, at least 10 wins – we were like, except for Denver, we were still on the fence, but we were like three of those teams, 10-plus wins, something's got to give. Yeah. Literally, the Chiefs can play 500 ball and not have to worry about a dang thing. No, I mean, at this point, they're they're going to join the Lions having this division wrapped up by Thanksgiving. Yeah, like, for, like forget about it. It's ridiculous. People people were talking about how bad the NFC South was. Yeah. No. <laughs> Look at the AFC West. Like, Really? At this point, I, at this point, I think maybe the Panthers could beat everyone in there aside from the Chiefs. <laughs> the Panthers could almost, well, I don't know about second place, but still, they they play decently in that division. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was just it was bad. Uh, they've got that's just what I feel. I feel they need a new coach. There's talent there, but they they need a new change in the culture. Yeah, for sure. Uh, speaking of the AFC West, the, the dumpster fire we usually like to dump on is, is the Denver Broncos. They won today, and you can't. <laughs> let's give them. Let's give them a hand. They beat the incredible Green yeah. Bay Packers. Yeah, and like that, you can't. I, I, you can't really put the Packers in the same disappointment category as the Lions, the Bills, and the Chargers this week because no, no. no one expects anything from the Packers this year. However, no. losing to the Broncos, <laughs> the team that gave up 70 points this year, just a few weeks ago. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not totally surprised because at least, you know, that they, they, they have, they have some offense. I'm not, we dump on the Broncos every week because they just give us the material. It's really not that hard. But you know, like they, there's there's gonna be a game or two where they win, you know, or somehow eke one out. This was one of them, and like you said, we don't know what Green Bay is. Like they're they're nicked up too. They just you don't know what love is. This is what they're learning about what they've got, and you know, like this is a game that yeah, that Denver probably should have won. Yeah, you know, I think a little more by than two points, but hey, you take the W how you can. Right. So it was just two two bad teams playing ball and one one and it was the Broncos. Ironically enough, those are Denver's two wins this year in two games that were two bad teams just going at each other. <laughs> they beat the Packers <laughs> and they beat the Bears. Hey, if they played in the NFC North, maybe they'd be in second place behind the Lions. <laughs> Who knows, man? <laughs> yeah, they might have an outside shot of the playoffs. Ooh. Realignment. There you go. No, at the end of the day, it was two bad teams. And, you know, I guess, you know, no one's going to talk totally bad about the Broncos for another week or so, or not as bad. And they got to win. Yeah. What do you think? So Reed caught a touchdown today. Dobbs caught a touchdown today. Of course, three weeks after I got rid of him on my fantasy team, whatever. I'm not upset. I'm not, I'm not bitter about it. 
Um, <laughs> no, not at all. What What do you What do you think so far of the Jordan Love experiment? How's it going? Um, what kind of bumps in the roads happening? I don't think he's horrible. Uh, I think it's just it's going to take time. Like it really is. Like he's basically handed that you gave the keys to the car to the kid who you know just got his license, and he's got to figure it out. Yeah, and you know. I think it would have been it would have been a smoother transition had he gotten some gotten some touches, you know, last year and you know when they knew when everybody in America knew that, that Aaron was leaving. Back. Like let's be let's be realistic. You knew, you had hoped and prayed that he was gonna stay and but come on now. At that point, I think this is where the organization failed. They should have said, Hey, you know what? Aaron, if you're not down, we think you're leaving. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna start giving this kid some garbage time, or we're gonna start, gonna start to see what we have. If you don't like it, then hey, maybe we just trade you now. This probably would have went a little better in Green Bay's, you know, yeah. Green Bay's favor. But you know, they're just gonna see what they've got. I think this team will be overhauled a, little, a lot in the off season. You know, you've got some guys that are getting kind of long in the tooth. Um, they need a you know injection of some youth. They do on the wide receiver core and stuff like that. They got some nice young guys, Watson, Dobbs, and stuff. So um, you're just gonna have to just play with what you've got. Uh, playoffs, I don't think are are a reality for this team. Though they might get hot, maybe put up seven or eight and sniff something by week sixteen. But I think they're just gonna have to see what they've got and prepare for next year. Yeah, you know, weird things have happened. They play in the as long as you see, as long as you see growth from him, from what he did. Let's say week, you know, weeks one through four, and then you say, okay, five to nine, okay, same situation. This is what he did week two, week three. But he's smarter. He's grown. He's you know a better option here. Week seven, week eight, he knows when to throw the ball, when not to throw the ball in the same situation. Then there's growth. You know, they get younger. And then just you build up again. But I think that's what you want to see. They want to see the growth. And there's going to be bumps. And I think that fan base understands that. And they're going to accept it. But hey, hats off to Denver. You got your second win. You're probably not in the driver's seat anymore. For number Go one Broncos! Woo! Probably not in the driver's seat for the number one pick anymore. I don't know if Sean Payton necessarily likes that. But hey, you know what? You're not going to go winless. Dude, man, there's still like 12 more weeks in the season, man. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, they go, <laughs> Oh, yeah. So you got to slowly tank. You can't do it all quick. Come on. You don't want to be, you don't, you don't want to sew up the first pick by week 10. <laughs> that takes the fun out of it. Royally crashing, but royally crashing. <laughs> um, next one. This is not a disappointment because honestly, both these teams, I had zero expectations going into the season for the Rams had played above their head this year. Uh, they're mm -hmm. missing their, they're missing their running their, their brand new star running back this week. Uh, they hosted the Steelers, who the Steelers had a little bit of hype, but I think, you know, most people probably question them a little bit, but they get the win here. Draws them to four and two, tied for second with Cleveland behind Baltimore. And Najee Harris, I think you spoke something into existence in the, in now, the last two weeks. He finally oh, finds pay dirt. Yeah, it just took like three, four weeks. Okay, hurry, hurry, hurry Najee. Does Najee Harris get a seat on the Bucks McGee apology train? Get out of here, no. <laughs> get out of here. Man, please. Yeah, if he scores the next three weeks in a row, then okay, he comes back to the table. 
then I bring them back. But no, you, you did. You're, it's like that family member that shows up for a holiday, drops off a really bad plate of like hors d'oeuvres for like Thanksgiving dinner. Nobody eats it or whatever, and you're just counting the minutes till they leave. Like he is non-existent. No one cares. Um, I'm happy Najee scored, but like he he needs to be that offense. He needs to carry that offense because passing wise, they're still still not there. But you know, you get your wins when you can. You beat the Rams. I applaud you. The Rams are a fun team to watch because, you know, they throw the ball all over the place. Um, I think the intrigue with them is from, a, I'll be honest, a fantasy standpoint because they're just loading up guys left and right. But that team also needs to get young. I think next year you'll see them probably, especially in the draft, they need Matt Stafford's successor. It has to happen. But I'll give the Steelers their due. You won a game. You win the ones you got to win. So four and two, congratulations. But yeah, Najee really needs to show out a little more than just the once every three, four week visit to the end zone. Yeah. What do you think about Steelers' outlook for the division? Because they're now only a half game behind the Ravens. And despite us just singing up the Ravens' praises because they look like the Ravens that everyone thought they were, um, we still they we, we they still probably have some flaws. So what do you gauge this, both the Steelers and the Browns' chances to challenge Baltimore in this division? Well, here's the deal. When it comes to the Browns, is Watson going to play? Like, what, what's what's the deal with Watson? Watson's the biggest question mark. I'll be honest with you. If he's going to be like this and flaky, you go with PJ and you ride him out. Maybe these guys, you know, are just better off with him. Maybe he's just that guy that these guys rally around and they're like, all right, you know what? Just get me the ball, and we'll—I'll do what I gotta do. Yeah, you know, it doesn't seem like that far—that far of an assumption to uh, figure guys will want to show up for the quarterback that's actually there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, Watson. Literally, I—I I just get this weird feeling that maybe it's just not all roses there. You gave this guy all this money, and he just doesn't seem to be there. I understand the, sh- the shoulder thing and all, but if he passes the protocol. Concussion protocol, mid-game, in-game, why not put back your $200-plus million quarterback? Maybe the game doesn't go doesn't go the way it did, and you guys win it handily because this oh, is the God, guy so. – this is, this is the Houston guy you took because you had dreams and aspirations of the Houston Deshaun Watson, which he clearly isn't, but you gave him $200-plus million, so – so now it's a situation of, is it going to be, okay, well, we're going to see where he's at. There's something else that's wrong with him. And PJ starting next week, maybe they're better off that way, you know? Um, so that's that situation. When it comes to the Steelers, I, I don't know. Maybe they just need to be a, a, a 19, 20-point team and hope their defense, you know, keeps teams under 17 and they win games ugly. Yeah, because the pa- the passing game hasn't hasn't shown up yet, and that's what everybody was raving about this year. You know, everyone thought you know Kenny Pickens was going to take that next step, was going to be that guy. You know, and you've got you know these you know receivers and such with all the talent in the world, but if Kenny can't get on the ball, it's useless, and it especially is useless if Najee Harris can't get in the end. <laughs> You know, if he's your bell, your cowbell back, and he can't do it, then why? Then, then what are you going to do? Warren's decent. Yeah. You so know, but the ball more. You know, 
maybe he's maybe he's a guy who can you know take 15 carries a game and you know you know score a touchdown every other game at least so i still think they're questions you know but you know they're both tied for second place baltimore did show out today but we need to see that consistently three four weeks from now are they going to be you know are they going to be averaging 30 points a game with this high flying offense or was this you know the lions were just having a bad day and they were going to put up a stinker and this was the stinker yeah, if there, I mean, if there's anything maybe to be optimistic about, if you're a Steelers fan, it would probably be Deontay Johnson's back now over the next few weeks. Maybe that kind of helps alleviate uh, Kenny Pickett looking over the field. Now he's got George, he's got Deontay Johnson. Uh, there's maybe that breaks up the coverage a little bit more. Very well could, but only time will tell. Yeah. Oh, the Giants. Who gave the memo to the New York Giants to actually be good again? <laughs> oh, you thought this was good? Well, man, I mean, two weeks in a row now, they almost beat the Bills, and then they just they this this game. Like, I watched this. I had this game. I was very upset. I had this game, but watching, I'm like, wow, Washington's really this bad. Yes, Washington is this bad. <laughs> it was just the fact that you know they put up some glimmers of hope. When these teams that are bad give these little tidbits of, ooh, could be, this, this is it, then the reality hits and we're like, damn, they really did suck. Washington's another one. It's time for a new head coach. Yeah. You know, Riverboat Ron had a heck of a run in Washington. Nothing but respect. He, he turned that locker room culture around despite what was going on in the, the owner's spider, box. Yeah. You know, so I give him all the credit in the world, but, you know, yeah, I think it's time for a new voice there, too. Uh, Washington should have won this game. I think Washington Washington definitely has more talent. I, I don't know why they lost. They just played bad, point blank. They played bad, and the Giants somehow pulled out a, pulled out a win. I don't, I don't know. Like, Their offensive line is horrible. At one point, they flashed up a graphic to show how many times Sam Howell's been sacked this year. He is – the second most sacked is that the quarterback had been sacked the second most times through seven games in NFL history. Now sandwich right between two years of David Carr. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, so that's just that Giants defensive line lived in Washington's backfield this week. Um, I had no expectations for Washington to begin with. You know, they showed some things. Like, I, there's definitely talent there. It's just stuff that has to grow. They're they're a relatively young team, but there's questions on this team. You know, a trade deadline. Is Chase Young going to be there? There's yeah. other guys who, who have come up in trade talks. Um, I think Riverboat Ron needs to go. I wouldn't be surprised if in another two or three weeks, if they start to tank, if they just don't don't win, if Eric Bieniemy all of a sudden becomes the interim yeah, you know, coach, and then takes it over. Uh, so Sam Howell's got talent. Howell definitely has talent. It's just you, it's your first year guy. You're gonna go through this. But I still felt they had enough to beat the Giants because I just don't think the Giants are good at all. They're whole. They're just that line is horrible. Um, they just to me they stink. I just I can't. I've got nothing for them. I really don't. The, what, if you had to put your money on it, who do you think gets fired first, Ron Rivera or Brandon Staley? <laughs> wow. 
Honestly, wow. They're both going to be plus odds for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, no, I think Riverboat Ron would survive because I think I think there's that loyalty factor to him because of what he's gone through with that organization. Yeah. So I think I think there'd be loyalty. What's his name there? Mustang just just kick rocks, man. Peace out. You you've literally run that team into the ground. And 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 on top of that, Washington had no expectations this year, whereas Chargers had a world of expectations. They were looking. They were. You know, we were holding. The, we were saying top three in the AFC. Like we were like, hey, this could be the team that takes out the Chiefs. This could be a Super Bowl contending team. And they bear. They're almost in the same. They're in the same tier as the Steelers. Like okay, like whatever. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not scared of y'all. Well, Chargers gonna charge her, y'all. Uh, and one more. Ironically enough, we have now touched all four AFC West teams this show. <laughs> the Raiders, wow. the Raiders, and the Bears. Neither without their starting quarterback. Bears actually looked like a decent football team <laughs> this week <laughs> with this uh, <sighs> Division Two stud badgeant coming out. He actually had a very efficient game. I think 21 to 29 or something like that. Uh, they absolutely rolled. They absolutely rolled Vegas. Uh, Hoya the Destroyer threw two picks. Dante Foreman rose from the ashes, found Tater twice. Uh, I mean, there's not too much to take out of this game because they're both terrible. But, I mean, Vegas somehow is in second place in that division. <laughs> so, I guess just... Despite the loss, despite this loss, they're in second place. <laughs> so, basically, the Raiders just suck. Regardless, they're just bad, and uh, I don't, I have no, I don't even know. Like I said, this guy never heard of him. Pulls out, puts a puts out thirty on the Raiders, and that's just what it is. Uh, how? No, I mean, I guess you can't. I guess you can't say the Bears are tanking this for top for both for both top draft picks anymore. No, they're playing to win. They're looking. They're looking for a wild card, man. The Bears are in. They're in to win it. Who would have guessed Matt Eberflus would still hold a locker room longer than Brandon Staley? <laughs> Either that, or he was like, "Dang it, you guys can't. You guys can't lose to the Raiders. Drop with you." I, I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> nothing on the Bears. Just the fact that maybe they're not quite that terrible. <laughs> They're like Denver. They're like Denver. They're like Denver. <laughs> there you go. You're 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 meh. You're, you're all right, I yeah. guess. All right. So that takes us to the Sunday night tilt between Miami and Philadelphia. We thought this was gonna be a big wild shootout in the OK Corral. Gunslinger Tua, and of course the Super Bowl runner-up Jalen Hurts and the Eagles with all their toys to play with, mm-hmm. and. It got off to a little bit of a rough start. Tyreek Hill was certainly unable to be contained, but then Philadelphia kind of ran away with this, literally and figuratively in the second half. What kind of happened that the Dolphins just kind of slowed down or ran out of gas? Philly was physical, man. I think uh, Miami hasn't, hasn't dealt with a team like this over in the AFC. If you really look at how Philly's built, and what they do, uh, the AFC really isn't a physical conference. Most of the teams are, you know, score, you know, high scoring, you know, run around, you know, 
fast, but no one's really like a grind it out or can play the grind it out, smack you in the mouth type of football that Philly does. So Philly said, all right, you know, they took Miami's, you know, best punch and said, okay, well, they've got the speed. We've got to negate it. And Philly came out and that's exactly what they did. Slowed it down. Um, was physical. AJ Brown was extremely physical tonight. <laughs> the man, that man is scary. And they they showed Miami that you know the Super Bowl may come may go through Philly. Yeah, and that and um, now as far as the Dolphins are concerned, they the one big test they got so far this season was that loss to the Bills where they were going toe-to-toe and then the Bills blew them out of the water. As we went over previously at real length, the Bills obviously are a lot in a lot of soul-searching at the moment. So Frauds. My, frauds. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but yes, I agree. Total frauds. Frauds. <laughs> um, with, with that being said, and on top of your point about there's no physicality in the AFC. So does that take some of our shine off the Dolphins? The fact that their biggest test to this point this year paled in comparison to the treatment they got from Philadelphia? No, not at all. Uh, I think, you know, people going into this game, you know, were like, oh, this, you know, very well could be a possible Super Bowl matchup, you know? So, I don't think I don't think shine comes off of these games. It's okay. What 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 can you learn? What can you learn about yourself? And I feel Miami probably learned. Okay, you know what? We gotta learn to you know dig deep in the dirt a little bit, and you know maybe we need to you know give a little you know little punches back and forth. You know while we play, you know back in the AFC. Uh, I think if Miami can take some physicality from this game and apply this to the rest of the season, it's gonna only make them better. But no, I still feel that they're, you know, top two team in the AFC for sure. Now with Philadelphia, you said AJ Brown went all time. AJ Brown's been a beast in the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Now when the season started, Devonta Smith was the was Jalen's number one target. He's kind of gotten a lot more quiet lately. Mm-hmm. And what we when we've seen Philly, it's AJ Brown, AJ Brown, AJ Brown, just feed the beast almost. Mm-hmm. Do you think Jalen Hurts is having, despite the fact that this was a big win, obviously, and they won by double digits, do you think Jalen Hurts has a tunnel vision and he needs to get back to using his other weapons a bit? I think, you know, well, I think in the first half there was some balance. You know, Dallas Goddard got the ball a little more than I think we've seen. You know, National tight end day. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that was it. <laughs> you know, but it looked like he made a more of a concerted effort to go to him. Uh, I think this all started from, you know, a couple weeks ago when, you know, Brown really got in his ear and was like, hey, you know, I'm I'm here to make plays, you know, get me the ball. You know, I think Brown is the alpha in that in that offense and everything flows through him. But, yeah, I think to, I what I think is Jalen really needs to make sure that, yeah, he uses all the weapons because, yeah, if you start keying in on just one guy. You know, and next thing you know, it's, you know, second, third quarter, and now you're trying to go to other guys. It's it's not going to work, but, you know, you could be falling apart and be down two, three scores. So what I think they need to do is make sure that, yeah, especially with Smith, because he's, he's fast, he's quick, and he can stretch that field. 
You know, we know what AJ Brown brings to the table. You know, he's you know he's fast for his size, but yeah, it's the physicality. You know, he's the guy who goes in, you know, lays down the punches, and then you know Smith can come in and kind of stretch the field. And next thing you know, the defense has no idea what's going on. But no, two. I mean, excuse me, two. I don't know why I keep going to two. But uh, that's a lot, lot of Bama, a lot of Bama quarterbacks in this game. I'm telling you, man, it's crazy. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, the Bama quarterback showed out. You know. Those two and Mac Jones can't, you know, it was a good day for Bama in a way. Can't knock them. But uh, Jalen really does need to make sure that he gets everybody involved. I think, when, I think when that offense is fully involved, it's probably the best offense in the league. Yeah, Mac Jones uh, is making you think he went to Ohio State instead of Bama. Yeah, right? Jeez. So as, as far as this Sunday nighter was concerned, as far as having an effect on the playoff picture, how do you think watching this game uh, changed, if it, if it did change, our uh, outlook on the Dolphins' status in the AFC versus the Eagles' status in the NFC? Uh, let's see. Oof. I think the Eagles still kind of say status quo. I think every, I think people still feel the Niners are the more complete team. You know, um, so I'd give the Eagles a little, you know, I think it moves the Eagles a little closer. I'd, it's almost 1A, 1B. Yeah. You know, so I think the Eagles, you know, don't overtake the Niners in that sense, but I think they, you know, pretty much have pretty much become, it's even 1A, 1B. So that's status quo. So you don't think, you don't think that, you don't think rough enough the Dolphins pushes the Eagles into solo 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 front runner status um, no 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 like i said 1a 1b i still feel the niners the niners just to me feel a little more complete yeah because i feel their offense is a more complete offense because you brought it up you know jalen right now is it's AJ Brown and everybody else, you know. Even though you know Dallas got some touches, the run game was solid. I just, I just like the Niners a little more. So, well, I think we all know that towards at the end of the season, when it comes to the NFC, it's going to be one of those two teams. So, when it comes to Miami, um, I still like Miami. I still think they're more of a complete offense. Then, then the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs still need to figure themselves out. You know, Nicole Hartman coming back, I think helps. You know, it's more of a. It's there's another familiar, you know, set of hands for for Mahomes. But again, I just I don't like the Chiefs' offense. I still think it's kind of off. Uh, so no, with Miami, you know, I believe they're still status quo to me. I still think they're the best. Still in the driver's seat despite losing two games to their two best competitions thus far. I still think so, yes. Because it wasn't like they were blowouts. You know, they were competitive in the games. So no. Now, if you go, if you're telling me three three weeks from now, then yeah, then I think you kind of have to say something, you know. You're like, all right, well, we're more than halfway through the season. This is where we're at. I still give Miami kind of a kind of a pass in that sense, but I just like Miami's offense. I just think it's a more complete, complete offense. 
Turning to tonight's game, kicking off several hours from now, the Niners head up to Minnesota, and CMC has been cleared to play, uh, as as we know at this time. So, but we talked about it a little bit in the pregame. Is this almost a mistake? Like, but the Vikings are obviously not having a very good season. Uh, Jay Jettis is on injured reserve. This is really much a, a, a limping dog right now. Mm-hmm. What's uh, Jordan Mason has played very well when CMC's had to leave the game. So right. why not just why not just let him sit on the bench for a game? I don't know, and that that bothers me. I feel there's no what what are you gaining by playing him? Like you said, there there's plenty plenty of bodies on the bench that can spell him. Uh, you don't have to blow out you know, Minnesota by 40 points or try to, to prove anything. I think you got to get healthy, especially it's an oblique injury. You know, if this thing doesn't heal, right, it's going to linger. And you, you don't want that, you know, at the end of the season, you want all hands on deck. So I'm not a fan of this call at all. Um, all it takes is one good hit and he could be out even longer. And then everyone's going to start to question how the Niners do things. Then you can sit there and say, hey, uh, maybe Philly is is the elite. Yeah. You know, and that's and and it's not player aspect, it's the coaching aspect. Because now you're really, you know, going through everything with a fine-tooth comb, and you're like, all right, well, if the Niners hadn't played CMC, you know, against um the Vikings that Monday night, maybe they go, maybe they're not, maybe they're not the one seed. Maybe they, you know, if something happens, it's this loss starts to start some something going in the circle, and next thing you know, they're in, they're number three. Where weirdest things have happened. So no, I don't like it, but I don't get paid the big bucks. Hopefully, you know, it's a situation where you know they keep him healthy. You know, he plays a half. You know, they go up big, and just as a precaution, they pull him. Yeah, I I, I think that could actually be a very. Uh... Uh, legitimate for, forecast for for how the game goes, assuming they do get up to that big league. Uh, Debo Samuel's also going to miss at least a couple weeks. So you mentioned how the Niners do things. How are they going to do things? Now, the, the Cleveland game, both CMC and Debo left early. So Purdy had to figure out how to close this game out on his own with Ayuk mm-hmm. and uh, a whole lot of unknown. So now with a whole week to game plan, or at least half the week to game plan, where CMC was a question mark and Debo looked like he wasn't going to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, what 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 does that offense look like now? Well, if CMC wasn't hurt, it'd be a little more. You'd be well, unfortunately, it'd be a lot more CMC. Um, they, they're probably going to try to force a little more to Kittle. Yeah, in that sense, I don't know. This is like the first time that. Per Brock Purdy's really had to kind of shoulder the offense in this way, you know. Debo is a is a big part of that offense. Now, sometimes it may not seem like that, but teams plan for him and CMC right off the bat. So because of Debo's, you know, the way he's able to run the ball, catch the ball, you know, he's diverse. So it's going to be interesting what they do. I don't know if they're going to try to slow it down, grind it out. But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting how Brock handles this. Well, audience, you know how we handle things. 
Make sure you check out Sunday Scares with Bucks McGee every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern, premiering on YouTube and Rumble. We go live on YouTube every Sunday night, talking about the games that just happened, and of course, our Monday morning quarterback audio podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, recapping everything, including the Sunday nighter and previewing your Monday night game. Bucks McGee, take us off here for week seven. Oh, week seven. I'm telling you, man, refs showed out this week, I'll tell you. So, everyone, hope your teams won. If they didn't, eh, there's always next week. Until the NFL rolls. Uh, Nutmeg, it's been an honor as always. Good times. We'll see you soon.